time to console yourself it's the this game web podcast with me chris and over there my friend and colleague ashley hello everybody how are you good glad i wasn't asking you this time console yourself get it i don't think i put the emphasis quite right on it to get the joke i actually didn't listen to a word you were saying now i just waited for my cue and then came in on it so i don't actually know what you said i I figured it would be better and i'd be in a better mood if i didn't i introduced you to my friend and colleague i thought you'd like that i got i heard the colleague bit because that was the cue and uh i got a bit confused by that because is this are we colleagues is that a technically is that technically correct is this are we friends well we know the answer to that don't we mm, sadly yeah we're colleagues yeah we work together on this okay but it, can you be a colleague of someone that is like helping you do a hobby or whatever uh does there have to be a salary in order to be colleagues is what i'm asking really because if you're offering mm, to pay oh no 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 that's not going too far right that's what i feared are you okay so yes i'm I'm good thank you how are you very good thank you yes all very formal um before we start can i just say hello to uh, the new listeners we've got we've had a few new people followers on social media this week which is really good to see and a few people have started following us on our main Podbean account as well which is really good so hello to any new listeners please remember to like share subscribe rate review as well and uh hello to all of you hey yeah hello thanks for joining us i thought i was doing a eurovision bit there hello from Oslo. <laughs> That's probably what they'll give us. Oh dear. Yeah, nice, isn't it? I always I always like having new people on board. Yeah. I always like seeing them, especially when they're not my friends or family, who I have in limited amounts. Actual genuine fans. What about that? Yeah, genuine listeners, real listeners. Great stuff. Thank you. What game we're we doing today, Chris? Right, let's give the listeners what they want. It's this game where you protect your neighbourhood from monsters. It's our first run and gun game, and it's a deep LucasArts cut. Uh, is it Zombies Ain't My Neighbours? Got it in one. Hmm, cool. Uh, you played this. I didn't even know this existed until I was an adult. Why? So... How? What? Three questions there. Why, what, how? Well, I didn't know that Zombies Ain't My Neighbours was a thing. I didn't know it existed. I'd never seen hide nor hair of it until I was an adult. Isn't that self-explanatory? I guess so. How did it come on your radar as an adult? Uh, well, I probably shouldn't say because it was semi-illicit. Ah, oh, one of those, eh? Yes. Yeah, blimey. This is a game that came out on the SNES and the Mega Drive, but I... Hang on, hang on. I've asked you... Before you go into all the formal... No, no, no. That's going into it. Hold your horses. All right. Mm. This is a game that came out on the SNES and the Mega Drive, and I only ever played the SNES version because I only ever played this at my childminder's house. Yeah, I thought she had a Nintendo, because I thought that was what was coming, but I thought she only had a Super a Nintendo Entertainment System, not a Super Nintendo. Back when I started frequenting my childminder's house, she did indeed have a NES, <laughs> which I... You make I... it sound like you were having an affair. <laughs> Well, I was about seven or eight, so I I I truly hope not. I know. Long-time listeners will remember that the NES was in her bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's what's colouring my understanding of what you're saying. Good grief. Oh, dear. Yeah, oh, dear. Let's move on from that. One of her sons had a SNES, and uh, I don't think he had it when I first started being minded by her as a child is that is that a better way to say <laughs> I mean, that it sounds like, that sounds worse than nudging me nugs <laughs> so i used to this is not going very well no no it really isn't and when i went around after school i used to pop up to his room and play on his nez but also his nez didn't he have a nez i thought it was nez she had a nez in her bedroom he had a snez in his bedroom oh so I... right okay so you spent your time mixing with them both 
a little bit fraternizing with both. Yeah. Mm. So I reckon I must have played this around 1996 because I went there when I was at primary school and stopped when I went to secondary school. And I think this would have been towards the end of my primary school years. So I think 96, maybe 97, I played this. The game itself came out in 1993, so quite a while after it did come out. I didn't play it very much. I remember just really enjoying it. But the reason we're doing it this week is because it has been re-released this week on the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC with modern features like a quick save function, Chivos, everyone loves those achievements and behind the scenes content like interviews with the development team so it seemed like the perfect time to cover it this week is it a double pack it's not been released on its own or has it been released somewhere else it's been released in a double pack with the game's sequel which is called ghoul patrol which i had yeah. never heard of and same situation no. as you with this game it was something i was not aware of at all so they bundled them together in one pack for mm. people that that might want to dabble with it so when was the last time you played this game january I think 1996 back in the 90s yeah right, so okay. this is because i played it maybe five years year. oh, okay and how does it hold up? Well, I don't know what the experience was like before, but right now I think it's a pretty all right game, but not something that was, to my tastes, enough to sort of play all the way through. Right. I had a little taste and I didn't go back. Oh, th- was the taste sour? No, it wasn't sour. That's not what I'm saying at all. We'll be able to discuss that a little bit more maybe in the second half, won't we? Because I might have a different feeling uh, this time. Possibly. So we shall see. But maybe that is also a little taste of how I'm going to react <laughs> In the second half, we'll see. Okay, we were just beside your bread's buttered. Were you aware of the genre run and gun? Because I had not heard of that at all before yes. doing my research yeah, for this. Fodder is a run and gun. Yeah. And there are lots and lots of run and gun games, but right now I can't think of them. Hotline Miami, I suppose, would be a run and gun, which is more modern mm. take on the genre. Yeah, good call. So it's... Uh, I, in, a, in some senses, um, the first and second Grand Theft Auto might be considered a uh, run and gun. With yeah, their top down, yeah. top down point of view, and you were you were sort of running around and gunning, gunning, so and stealing cars. I never thought about it like that. For anyone that's not familiar, then from Ashley's description, well, let's be fair, he's pretty much hit the nail on the head there. It's a subgenre of strolling shooters, which itself is a subgenre of the shoot 'em up genre, yes, which I've been dabbling with. Just as on a tangent, I've been dabbling with shoot 'em ups a little bit more than I ever have done in the last couple of weeks. I've played some quite big ones, so such as uh, well, I wish I could tell you. Let me get the list of them up because they've all got Japanese names and they are hard for me to remember off the top of my head. Did you know shoot 'em ups are sometimes shortened to shmups? Shmups. Yes, there's a oh. there's a good website uh, called... Oh, I'm going to have to find that as well because I've already started that thought. Uh, like the Shmups database or something. I didn't know that either and it, uh, it, it tickled me when I was looking at this earlier. While Ashley does that research then, it's running gun games are typified by the protagonists being on foot. And examples I found online were Commando, Contra and Metal Slug. Yeah, Metal Slug's a slightly different running gun as well because it's... Uh, met- we talked about Metal Slug before, but Metal, metal Slug takes place on a 2D plane mm. that moves left to right as opposed to being top down. Whereas things like Cannon Fodder, uh, Hotline Miami... Uh, top down and the run and gun at least as in my contra as well i suppose is is uh is left to right as well isn't it so i'm gonna i'm i'm learning here uh because i hadn't really thought about the fact that there were two different subsets within the run and gun genre but there is there's the left to right movement or the and the top down and the top down yeah so uh, there's that. Uh, to come back to the shoot 'em ups, just so we can get that out of the way, uh, I've played this uh, last couple of weeks. Bats a gun. Uh, Blazing Star, which isn't the Japanese that I promised you, but here comes some da- Japanese. Uh, Dodon Patchy, I've played 
and Dodon Patchy Daifukatsu, version 1.5. Katsu, like the curry. Yeah, like the curry, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Gradius, which is a fairly well-known... That's not a curry. No. Gunbird. Ikaruga. First time I've ever played that this last couple of weeks. Is it good? It was all right, yeah. Have you... You haven't really played shoot 'em ups have you? No, these are all games I've... Well, some of these games I've heard of, some of them I haven't heard of at all, but they're all just white noise to me. I'm not into this kind of genre at all. Well, Mushihime-sama... If I've said that right, that was a good one. So if you wanted to have a little go on one, I'd recommend that. I quite like them. So, but I'm sort of overtaking your That's fine. your episode. So um, I shall back off and let you tell us a little bit more about running guns. That's it, really. I just got. I wanted to mention that as a genre, and also just that knowledge of fact. This is the first time we've done a running gun. Yeah, it will be. I guess they are a staple of arcades and yes. shoot them up similarly staple of arcades so i've actually been playing those as a, a um a bit of research to be honest because i used to play quite a lot of shoot 'em ups in the arcade but because they are very very fast paced and because they're very shiny and bright and there's a lot of fireworks going on on the screen i didn't really pay attention i paid less attention to what they were actually called and more attention to the game itself so i've been going through some of the better known shoot 'em ups to see if i can remind myself of what the ones i was playing in the arcade way back and have you found out i haven't found a single one yet oh. no i i thought i had but i don't think i have which is a shame uh, but they they are quite fun. I quite like them. I don't think I've played any. Although having said that, I think one of the games I want to bring in the next few weeks may potentially be a uh, a scrolling shooter. So there you go. I've shot myself in the foot <laughs> right away. Ha! Okay. Shot myself. Shoot, shoot him up. Shot myself. Shmupped. Good stuff. Right. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to this being a zombie game. I watched One Cut of the Dead last night, which I recommended to Ashley before we started recording. And quick mention of that. If you haven't seen it, it is phenomenal. I don't want to say anything else about it because I think it will spoil it. It's a Japanese comedy horror film from 2017 and it is great. There we go. There we go. Right, moving on back to the game itself then. Zombies Ate My Neighbours. I've gone for the American spelling because I can only find it with the American spelling although that was quite painful for me to write. It's developed by LucasArts and published by Konami, so it's got some clout behind it. The game itself, you control one of two characters. There is Zeke, who's a kid with ginger hair and 3D specs, who's on the front cover. I remember him on the artwork being really just standing out because of his quite unique look, and I always played as him. And then there was a girl called Julie, Zeke and Julie, real, uh, you know, those names are going to make zombies quake in their boots, aren't they? don't think... Names in general make zombies quake in their boots. Debatable. And you have to play as one of them to rescue the neighbours, the titular, titular neighbours from the zombies. Yeah, it sounded wrong when I said it, so... There you go, titular. Is it because I had tit in and you were a bit like, is that right? If that's what you want to take from that. Mm. There are lots of horror movie references and monsters within the game. So not just zombies, there's also like 50s B-movie type monsters like werewolves mm. and blobs. But then you've also got things like Jason is different from Friday the 13th. And there's also Texas Chainsaw Massacre type enemies in it as well. I'm not sure if it's the full Leatherhead for reasons I will explain in a bit as well. It takes place across suburbia. I very clearly remember there being a level set in a shopping mall, Mal. Mm. There are also a range of weapons that you pick up and depending on the situation, the weapon might be more or less powerful depending on what the character is. So there are crucifixes and water guns. Obviously crucifixes are more effective against vampires. And then you also get some quite unusual ones like fizzy pop cans and tomatoes. And 
I think the fizzy pop cans, if I remember rightly, are like grenades that you fling them at the enemies and they explode. There is also a two-player cooperative mode, which I remember being quite fun too. There are 48 stages, including seven bonus levels. You mentioned earlier, having played it for quite a bit, you maybe didn't get that far into it if there's 48 stages. I certainly didn't get 48 stages into it, I can tell you that much. This aspect of the game reminded me a lot when I was reading about this, about Toe Jam and Earl, see what you think. There are different types of neighbour that you have to rescue. For example, barbecue chefs and tourists. Now, tourists are definitely in Toe Jam and Earl 2. This is back to episode, was it one or one. two that we did Toe Jam? Yeah, it was one, one, wasn't it? Yeah, crikey. And to finish the level, you have to rescue every single human in order to leave, which again, was I remember that being one of your major criticisms of Toe Jam and Earl. It was more with Toe Jam and Earl that you reached the end of the stage and then had to go back into the stage. That I know that obviously Zombies Ate My Neighbours, it's a little bit more sandboxed than Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl with very linear stages from left to right, whereas Zombies Ate My Neighbours, they're, they're sandboxy slightly easier to navigate i guess or or certainly slightly easier to traverse as opposed to navigate Mm. because it just didn't take you that long to get from corner to corner for example are the maps very small in this i I genuinely don't remember that level they're not huge no they're not huge but to be expected and and actually thankfully so thankfully small at the same time as I am sort of saying maybe it's not as big an issue here as it is in Tejamanel. It was probably one of the things that I I didn't really care for in the game that I was sort of wandering around semi blindly looking for looking for the neighbours and there was no other no other goal. It wasn't enough to keep me wrapped. Right. Okay. So. But I, I, again, sneaky peeky into the second half that. So Absolutely. Sorry about that. And just for clarity there, both Ashley and I call it Toe Jam and Earl in case anyone wants to write it on social media. We know we meant Toe Jam and Earl 2 Panic on Funkatron and it's a Pancake on Funkatron, which is what we kept referring pancake to. Pancake on Funkatron, before. that's the better version of the game. Yeah. On that note about the, the size of the levels, with it being 48 stages, when it came to manufacturing it onto cartridges, they really sort of, you know, p- packed as much in as they could. They even wanted to have battery save states, but they couldn't afford the fact that that would have to increase the size of the cartridge. So that was fell by the wayside. So this modern re-release that's, that will be available uh, by the time this episode comes out, having have that quick save feature in not even reinstated, put into the game, will be uh, sort of making it what it they wanted it back in the first place. Now, I mentioned earlier on the Texas Chainsaw enemies. The game was censored quite heavily in Europe and Australia to the extent where it was just called Zombies. It wasn't called Zombies Ate My Neighbours. Right, I didn't know that at all. No, because I remember, and clearly this must have been the Mandela effect again, which keeps rearing its head. I remember it being called Zombies Ate My Neighbours, but obviously it wasn't because I was playing the European version, which must have just been called Zombies. Nintendo of America also ordered all blood in the game be changed to purple goo in order to appease them and make it more marketable yeah not not really sure why so did that happen in the mega drive version as well it was just nintendo america that wants that so presumably sega were were cool with blood yeah so uh, and again the uk and australia did they have red blood but they cut a load of other content it was the eu and australia i don't know about that either i, I found lots of information about this release had this this and this but it didn't have this mm. this release had this and this but didn't have this and this. it got quite convoluted the chainsaw enemies which i'm assuming is leatherhead from texas chainsaw massacre they were changed 
in order to keep it less scary, they were changed to lumberjacks wielding axes. Now, I personally don't feel that is any more or less scary than someone <laughs> no, with a chainsaw. No, not really. But there you go. When it released, it was received very well. Lots of critics praised the game's sense of humour, which you'd expect from LucasArts. And IGN ranked it, brace yourself, the 48th best SNES game ever. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I think I like the top 100s uh, for consoles, especially sort of retrospective ones, because I think they give a really good overview what was really going on on the console. So 48th best out of what the catalogue on the SNES was in in the thousands, I think, just over between one and 2,000 for sure. Oh, okay. So, so it's not quite as... It just it just feels a bit like damning with fame praise. Well done, you got top 50, but you're still number 48, you know what I mean? Well... Yeah, I think I think a hundred is a good slice of the games. And if you think how many genres that will span as well, because obviously you've got so many different genres of games. True. If you do the top one hundred, you might end up with you know three or four out of a out of a genre, mm. if that for some genres. So I think it's a reasonable number, and I think forty eight is actually pretty good. Fair enough. Different strokes, different folks, eh? Mm, yeah. Okay. Right. That's uh, that's all my notes then, Ashley. So um, I think I can hear some zombies outside. Should we uh, go and save the neighbourhood? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Let's <laughs> go. You sound begrudging. Are you not keen on your neighbours? Which rather they got eaten? I genuinely would prefer to live in a field, and I'd probably let my neighbours get deaded, <laughs> and then I would make sure they were deaded as as zombies as well. So I mean, I think, I, I like one of them. I'd still let them die. I think I'd save some of mine. Some of mine. I'm yeah. Who? Well, don't name names, but I wouldn't save your neighbours. You'd barely make the list, to be honest. So <laughs> Thank you. Oh, It's just a bit of a long way to go, isn't it? Quit. The zombies are breaking down the door. Let's go. Brains, brains, brains. Is that that was a good zombie impression? Just saying the word doesn't make it zombie esque. Yeah, but I followed it up by saying that was a good zombie impression. So by the clarity afterwards was by saying what it was an impression of. Yes. Right. Okay. Which made it a good one because everybody knows what it was. I'm not. It was a better impression of zombies than the game made. What do you mean by that? That it just wasn't very good at zombies I'm talking or... in a, sem- a somewhat convoluted way. The game still hasn't really made a very good impression on me. No. And well, therefore my impression was better the impression that the game made. Just to clarify for listeners as well, we played this the game for about half an hour and then we've just spent about 20 minutes looking at websites for an open air pool that's opened up near where I live and I can't actually remember anything about the game now because all I can think about is swimming. <laughs> the open air pool was more interesting for one. And the game, we we genuinely, I think this is one of the shortest play times that we've ever done because it's just quite uninspiring, really, I feel. I'm sorry if uh, you have different feelings, but it's it's not a, a game that grabs you. We should have played Grabbed by the Ghoulies. Then we might have been grabbed by some ghoulies. We might have As been. it is, we played Zombies Ate My Neighbours, and my zombies certainly didn't eat my neighbours. It was boring. I think it was good up to a point. The levels were very varied, which I realised. Right. Let me ask you this. Is the game good, or are elements of the game good? The gameplay of shooting the zombies that rise about the floor, finding keys to open doors, rescuing the neighbours, that's 
core gameplay there is very repetitive yes however there are good parts of the game there are good elements because i think we're on the same page then because i thought you were going to say that the game was good but actually what you're going to say is that it looks really nice the music's cool there's a lot of variety which are all things that i agree with and uh, good elements of the game but a good game do they not make they do not make even no definitely not and that's the wrap yeah, exactly. The point at which we both quit in it was within about two minutes of each other, I got to a boss I couldn't do. It killed me. I got game over screen and I just, it's one of those games where I had no inclination to even try again. I yeah. just couldn't face it. And then you were on the level after that boss and had the exact same reaction. And that was the point at which we started looking at uh, websites to do with pools. But let's uh, not dwell on that too much. It was reasonably easy. I think that was part of the problem. I wouldn't normally complain too much about, well, I suppose lack of challenge is something that I've complained about before isn't it but what i was thinking in the back of my mind while we were playing was that actually if this was in the arcade i would probably get bored before i'd actually died if it was as easy as this in the arcade i i'd still be playing and i'd maybe be contemplating walking away from the arcade game obviously i wouldn't because i'm a skin flint and i'd want to get the most out of every penny that i put in but it would certainly have gone through my mind uh, it reminds me of going to watch alice in wonderland the live action remake that disney did several years back that was the first film in a very 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 long time where i was sat there about half an hour in going i might leave in 10 minutes if it doesn't get any better <laughs> but then again the skin flint took over and i stayed for the whole affair and it was a horrendous horrendous hour and a half or two hours or two years however long it was time started to melt into nothing yeah, that was I didn't enjoy that film at all, and yet it remains one of the Shocking. highest grossing films ever. And I Is it cannot really? fathom that. Yeah, no, and it got a sequel. And yeah, I steer clear of the sequel. So did I. I haven't watched it. I don't know that this game. No, well, maybe it is. I don't know. We've played it for half an hour, and we've gone okay. I was going to ask, I was going to posit that maybe this game actually is as bad as Alice in Wonderland, the live-action remake. <laughs> But actually, it's not because... Oh, maybe it is. No, oh, my God. No, I, I, way I think, in, please, tell me. No, I don't think it's it's that bad. It, it's Let not me the... put it to you, though, that the costuming and the set design in Alice in Wonderland, they were quite wondrous and lavish and interesting to look at. And the costume and the set design, etc., of this is nice to look at. Exactly. But it's dressing up a... A rotten a core. A very bare-bones experience very yeah. bland experience i agree with what you're saying about the gameplay the loop being very shallow and i suppose for me the novelty is in the levels that the fact that one level is set in a shopping mall the next level you're in a hedge maze i really enjoyed that but mm. once that novelty factor of where am i now is over it is then just back to the grinds carrying on yeah i would count that as well with the fact that after about sort of level four onwards and inclusive of level four, the core gameplay element did get shook, shook up, shaken up every level. So level four was the, the one with the hedge maze where you're being chased by the lumberjacks with axes who actually in the version we played were still Leatherface, Leatherhead from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The fifth level was the one with the plant-based clones of your character, which I really enjoyed that level. The sixth level was with the giant baby boss. The seventh level was with these like slime monsters as well so i think there is novelty and change within the gameplay loop of each level itself 
But once you've got used to that novelty, the point I said earlier, I guess, once you've got used to that novelty within that level, it's then just carrying on, just, you know, make, making do with it and getting yeah, to grips well, with it. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to pick you up again, uh, again, to slightly nuance what you're saying, because there is novelty and variation, but only only in the set dressing. It's not novelty and variation in the actual gameplay, which is what you've just suggested it is, because this, the gameplay is the same level to level to level. You, you're just shooting zombies mm, yeah, or, so. or variations on zombies, whether they've they're dressed up as Leatherface or dressed up as the mummy or dressed up as yourself, your own character, they're still acting in the same ways. They're still chasing you in the same ways. The most interesting variation that I came across in those first 10 levels was actually the lumberjack or Leatherface characters who could smash through the walls and sort of were chasing you down and you couldn't kill them. They were relentless. But then once you got used to their presence, really you were just navigating around a maze. Yeah. They were quite easy to evade and became quite dull. So even there, the novelty, where the novelty got reached its height, it still fell quite short of engaging for me. I didn't like that level at all. I found it really, not intense or scary because this is a, a SNES game from 1993, but it was when those characters were managing to corner you in a maze, it, it, down like a, a, a dead end in a maze, and there was no way out to get around them, or suddenly one would burst through a, a hedge near you i didn't like that at all the first couple of minutes of that level i felt exactly the same i had a certain anxiety mm. a certain amount of anxiety that they were going to track me down at one point i was being there were there were three of them bearing down at me and i felt very hemmed in but then as the level progressed and it figured and i was looking for my last two neighbors or whatever the mundanity of the whole situation had kicked in because they were quite easy to evade for the most part you could see them coming from a fair off distance true the level of danger dropped off a precipice quite quickly in that level and i suppose it's pretty telling that both of us when we had that game over screen we did not want to pick it up again and carry on at all it no. did it did have a password system although i said in the first half there was no battery save there were passwords and i was also pretty impressed it was a four character password not like some of the 13 character monstrosities that have had numbers yes. and letters this was just four letters i suspect that would because I got that after level five, so it would have taken me back in at that point of the game, and then had to replay through level six to get to level seven with the giant baby boss. But I just, I still didn't even want to do that. I was completely <laughs> over it by that point. Yeah, there are some positives, but we should probably just get the negatives out of the way, all of the negatives out of the way, so that we can maybe end on the positives. That sounds good. Because another thing that was extremely underwhelming was its sense of humour. So mm. you said about it being a LucasArts game, and that sets you up to expect a certain level of japes, but actually, what was there? There wasn't really anything. It felt a little bit like Day of the Tentacle, but only in a very surface level way, in, in the way that in the character designs, say, and the sort of B-movie nods and winks that came up before each level where each level had a, a sort of monster of the week style mm. name for it but that wasn't funny it's no more funny than no, i in, didn't find it funny it's no, no more funny than in the simpsons when there's a reference to a film i've seen oh yeah i get that reference but it it, mm. it never makes me laugh it's just uh you know this has a shared collective history and you are part you are accessing that shared history that's that move on i think there are probably people that exist that actually do find humor in those references and some of them i think intent intend to be funny uh, certainly in the simpsons and certainly in the later series of the simpsons some of the references are intended to get a laugh but actually they're just so poorly executed most of the time 
that they don't. And I think that that's what was going on here. They had a sense of what they wanted to go for in terms of the humour and they did it, but it just never landed or it certainly didn't land with me or you. No. So disappointing. As well as the gameplay being repetitive, there was a certain level of repetition built into the weapons in one sense because the best weapon in the game was the weapon that you started with, the water pistol that was presumably filled with holy water or something. I I imagine that's the cannon. But actually, there was... there was another problem with the weapons in so much as there are a billion of them and you only had one button to cycle through the whole of them. So this, the problem that sets, sets up is that you are walking around, you've maybe accidentally pressed the button to change your weapons once and in order to get back to the best weapon in the game, the the gun, you have to cycle through 10 or so weapons, which takes time and is annoying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a that's another thing that was bothering me during the game. The yeah. fact that your weapon, your starter weapon, is the best weapon is a bit of a travesty when they've gone for quantity over quality with the rest. Obviously, you are supposed to use different weapons for different situations, but like Ashley said, you just I just kept coming back to using that water gun over and it, over. It was just the most effective. I yeah. don't know why you'd bother. You'd have to be some kind of masochist to use anything else because they oftentimes made things more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so th- there was a bazooka, which was presumably the mo- a more high-powered weapon but the kickback it sort of sent you flying backwards and um, with such a force that it was it wasn't worth using and i totally avoided using it i think that's a really nice thing the fact that actually happens it's so nice yeah, idea yeah but yeah i agree with what you're saying and we did also dip into a playthrough video just to sort of see what we were missing out on at the points which we gave up and mm. they were using whoever was doing this playthrough video they were using that bazooka to fire through crates fire through walls and all sorts so it obviously does have a use beyond just shooting enemies but we just didn't get scripts with it because both of us had the exact same reaction to the weapons too many of them are going to stick to one that i know works effectively in all situations it wasn't even that it was just that none of them worked in such a way as to make them worthwhile <laughs> yeah like they were all they were all either slower or less powerful than the gun that you had from the very beginning so i didn't bother well let's talk there about things that we liked about the game i was really impressed with the title screen when we first booted it up they had this lovely red and black concentric circle effect almost like being hypnotized and then the zombies logo appeared and it was this like yeah, you know, slimy writing. It was really B movie esque. It was very effective. Yeah, and I think that it's one of the most stylish mm. start screens that I've seen on the SNES. So yeah, I can agree with that. I liked as well on the start uh, on the character select screen. It didn't have you choosing between player one and player two. It had you choosing between left player and right player, which is a very small change uh, from the norm but actually would mean that there's parity between the two players. So if you've got a younger brother that you're popping on on the second controller or whatever, they don't necessarily feel like they are subordinate to you (laughs) as player one, you know? Mm. So that was a nice thoughtful change. And the character select screen in itself showed off the two characters quite well and also had that scrolling background with the caricatures of various monsters that would later appear in the game. So I quite enjoyed that. The main thing that impressed me in the game itself, though, was the music. So obviously had the variety of the levels but each level we played had a different piece of music that lent itself to the level really effectively with some really nice effects and sounds so the boss level with the giant baby had a like a, a baby's like a nursery rhyme i think it was uh, pop goes the weasel or some, oh no it was um pat cake that was it but it was sudden in, uh, in some kind of minor key yeah it was very sinister mm. 
Uh, the music was definitely a high point for the game and for my experience of it. Uh, the visuals, uh, I think we've touched on already. Yeah. The visuals were pretty good as well. I quite liked the way the game looked. And then the variety on top of that. The fact from level to level, the theme changed. And with that came new buildings, new mm-hmm. objects, also new characters, sorry, new enemies to some limited extent. That was all quite good. Just picking up there on the visuals, one of the things I really liked, and obviously the game developers must have done because it was part of the front cover of the box art, was the trampoline. So you use this to get over walls. But when you were bouncing on the trampoline, your character, the sprite got bigger and then got smaller to give it an impression of them bouncing towards the camera. And yeah. re- really subtle effects, but really effective. Yeah, some nice animation in the game. Mm. Uh, so in, in summary, really, I think what we are getting at is that this game is more, it is very much a case of style over substance. It does a lot of things su- superficially very well, but actually the core game is what lets it down. And and as we all likely know, just by making something pretty, making it sound nice, doesn't necessarily make it a good game. You have to have that core gameplay down or even just moderately fun in order for the rest of the stuff to shine and it just hasn't done that has it no not for us was that a summary or was that just a (laughs) another ramble i don't know that's fine that's what you're getting how about that i think our summary is uh, (laughs) that's a better summary (laughs) yeah that that's the too long didn't read of the summary (laughs) yeah okay accompanied by the quizzical face and shrug at the same time the history of the game after this after coming out in 1993 it was then ported to the wii virtual console in october 2009 obviously 16 years after being released the sequel mentioned in the first half ghoul patrol was released in 1994 but was not received as well as this game and interestingly harking back to what we talked about last week with kirby's dream course ghoul patrol was originally not a sequel but was reworked to be a sequel to Zombies Ate My Neighbours in order to increase sales of it. So what did it start out as and I don't why know. did they rework I, it? I tried to find that to out. To increase sales? I don't know at all. I had a look into trying to find out why that was and could not find any information whatsoever. So not right. a clue. In 1997 LucasArts released a game for the PS1 and Saturn uh, which was ancient Greece themed called Herc's Adventures have you ever heard of this? No I've played the Disney Hercules game which is another one of those better than it should be Disney games Yeah I I really enjoyed that game Uh, No it's um, some sort of idea I guess but this is basically a successor to Zombies Ate My Neighbours it was using the same gameplay and mechanics but theming it around ancient Greece instead Is that better? I don't know Not sure Similarly people I'm not sure which people, but people saw Dead Rising as essentially a modern version of Zombies Ate My Neighbours. Yeah, so you said something in the first half. I think you said that this was sort of like something. And the thing that I was thinking of of was like it's a a proto-Dead Rising. So yeah, I'm kind of glad that that's come up. Yeah, (laughs) Because it endorses what I thought to myself. Did you ever play Dead Rising? I'm aware of it, but never touched it. I have it and played it multiple times but was never good enough really i never really completely grasped the time angle are you aware of how it works still right very briefly then is stop me if i go on too long but dead rising you're a photographer a journalist that lands in this mall and there's all these survivors in this mall that's been overrun by zombies and as time progresses i think you're there for three days before you get picked up by a helicopter and over those three days similarly to Majora's Mask events will play out 
throughout the mall okay on a cycle so in the first day so and so might be about to be murdered by zombies at 11 a.m then three o'clock in the afternoon some guy might appear who wants to do you harm uh, in a ver- in a certain point in the mall and you are supposed to go through the game and rescue as many people as you can in the three-day window that you right. have so, so- but i didn't i didn't like how the time thing put you under pressure i didn't Mm -hmm. like the time pressure of things i didn't like the fact that i had to be in a certain place at a certain time when there was all these zombies to wade through and also murder in various different ways it sounds very at odds with the zombie fighting aspect this whole groundhog day-esque planning out this will happen at this time this will happen at this time it's not yeah i suppose if you play it over and over and i suppose if you're going to master the game you would have to groundhog day it and and play it over and over but the idea is that you... I don't even know if you can. I bet you I, you probably can rescue every single person uh, in a single run. Personally, I never got to a point where I could even contemplate that because the time pressure was just too much and it took away from the enjoyment for me. There we go. Dead Dead Rising in a... Not nutshell. Dead Rising summed up. Mm. Did Dead Rising ever have a film announced of it in 2011 in all seriousness it probably could have had because <laughs> yeah. that was the period of time where game films were left right and center what you're going to tell me though is that a certain something else with zombies in maybe did yes in 2011 a film was announced to be in development based on this title however due to what i would consider to be you know fairly a major part of trying to make a film of this game they got involved in lots of legal wrangling with LucasArts about using the brand which is kind of important and (laughs) 10 years after the fact uh, nothing has happened with it so draw your own conclusions from that i did find out interestingly that siren craft brew have a black ipa named after zombies ate my neighbors and on the tin can whatever you want to call it the container for the beer it's all it's like a level of the game i thought it was a very strange bit of branding there so i just wanted to crowbar that in as well is that the legacy of the game a film that wasn't made (laughs) A beer that you've never drunk and... And a crap um, sequel. Yeah, a, a crap sequel that has then been released in a double pack with a game that no one really in their right mind should play. Potentially, yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, zombies, oh, my neighbours. We've done you a dirty. Ah, oh, dear. Yeah, that's it. Case closed. Case closed. In case it wasn't clear for everybody, we don't think anyone really should be going out of their way to play this so hang on, and hang in on. fact maybe that's uh-huh. uh yeah uh-huh. it's quite important i suppose that we say that in the sense that it's on sale again so yeah you don't waste your money unless you have fond memories and then do wish please <laughs> thank you for listening to us again sorry for being so glum about this it should have been should have been a fun experience but blame LucasArts I guess uh, if you have any interest in listening to us again then you might want to follow us on our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter in particular we do also have some activity going on over on Instagram very periodically and even less so on YouTube although there are some bits and bobs that I did last year floating around on there that you could have a look at similarly you can follow us on Podbean which we don't actually tell people very often you can actually if you have an account on Podbean you can follow us on there Uh, which some people have very kindly done this week thank you once more for listening and we'll be back next week hopefully you will too bye catch you on the flip side